Should the New York Islanders pursue J.T. Miller, the Vancouver Canucks, via trade? We'll talk about that and what it might take to acquire Miller. Plus, how did the Islanders fare in the athletics ranking of the top 170 players under 23? You may be surprised by that answer. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does include YouTube. So if you haven't watched an episode on YouTube, head on over there, subscribe, check it out. Good stuff over there uh, for everybody. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the rest of the offseason, trade rumors, coaching changes, um, there are still some free agents out there. If there's anything happening, we will have it for you right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So, rumors going around. And the rumor basically is that, you know, the Islanders may be interested still in reopening the talks with the Vancouver Canucks to acquire forward JT Miller. And we all know there were uh, talks going on between Lou Lamarillo and the Canucks. It was widely reported, let me uh, rephrase. It was widely reported that Lou Lamarillo and the Canucks organization were having discussions at the draft. Those talks broke down. The Islanders end up adding Alexander Romanov, trading that first-round pick that they really, uh, you know, would have needed to get Miller in that deal. Now, what are the advantages to getting JT Miller? First of all, he's younger, certainly, than Nazem Kadri was. Miller, 20, uh, right now is 29 years old, won't turn 30 until March 14th. 
so that means he's three years, roughly, younger, two and a half, three years younger than Nazem Kadri. He also is coming off a career-best season, a career-high 32 goals, a career-high 67 assists. That's 99 points in 80 games. And that was really the second season in his career that he went over a point a game, but also the second time in the last three seasons that he accomplished that. At 6'1", 218, Miller has good size. He's a left-handed shot, can play center, can play wing. Uh, Probably if the Islanders were to acquire him, you're talking about having a, uh, a player who would play with Matthew Barzal, and that, best of all, perhaps, could help keep Barzal in the fold because Barzi's contract is up at the end of the upcoming season. Keep in mind, though, that JT Miller's contract is also up at the end of another season, and if the Islanders are going to want to make this deal, and we've talked about this in the past whenever the issue of JT Miller was discussed, uh, realistically, you want to have the ability to negotiate with Miller before agreeing to the trade because you're not going to give up the haul that the Islanders are going to have to give up to have Miller be a one-year rental or even a part-year rental depending on whether or not, uh, you know, that deal is made before the season starts, after the season starts, and then how close do you get to the trade deadline? Realistically, what would it cost the Islanders to get JT Miller? Well, first of all, let's talk salary. I would say Nazem Kadri's five, uh, seven-year, $7 million per year contract is going to be more or less the base that JT Miller is going to use. He may want a little more than that, but we're talking something in the same ballpark. Uh, But what would you have to give up? Well, for one thing, a first-round pick. And the Islanders have traded away, I believe it's now three in a row. You may have to give up Scotty Mayfield, and you may have to add a defensive prospect Uh, A name I heard bandied about was Samuel Bolduc uh, as a possibility just because Mayfield is 29. Vancouver's looking for a younger prospect-type defenseman, uh, and that's one thing. Or, instead of that, maybe a prospect like a Simon Holmstrom, who, you know, no longer considered an elite prospect, but is still uh, on the Islanders' radar And maybe the Islanders would get back a defenseman, a a veteran. If you're trading Mayfield, you would need to add another veteran defenseman to fill out your top six. A name that was bandied about a bit was Luke Shen. And maybe the Canucks pick up some of that salary to give the Islanders a little bit of cap relief. Do you think that would be worth it, giving up? Another number one pick, Mayfield, a young defensive prospect, and maybe a forward prospect, getting back a, a, a veteran defenseman like Luke Shen, and, and, and then making that deal. To me, the only way you make a deal like that 
is if you have the ability to sign JT Miller to a long-term deal before you pull the trigger on that trade. To give up, you know, possibly two prospects, a swap of veteran defensemen, and a number one pick for a guy who's only going to be on your team for one year, that's problematic. And trading away three straight number one picks, four straight number one picks, you know, you keep trading away these number one picks. Lou Lamorello's good at finding good players later in the draft, but it does affect your team when you start trading away that many draft picks in that short amount of time. So to me, uh, you know, again, unless you got Miller lined up for a long-term deal, I am not pulling the trigger necessarily on that deal. We'll see what ends up happening. It's something to keep an eye on. I think Miller would be a better fit in a lot of ways than Nazem Kadri would have been. But again, there is that cost, and we have to see what Lou Lamorello may be able to work out. So, The Athletic recently came up with its 170 best NHL players and prospects under the age of 23. Out of those 170, how did the Islanders do? We'll talk about that, who's on the list, uh, who's not, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, tennis, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So the Athletic. Uh, coming up with that top 170 prospects in the NHL under the age of 23. So a player has to be 22 or less as of mid-September in order to make this list. And no Islander was in the top 10. No Islander, in fact, was in the top 20. No Islander was in the top 30. But at 31, Noah Dobson, still 22 years old, uh... On the list, he is the highest-rated Islanders player there. And the analysis states that Dobson looks to be on track to be a long-term top-pair defenseman with a chance to be a star. So that was good news. After that, there is no Islander on the list until you get all the way up to 77. And 77th on this list, William Dufour, the 20-year-old winger who has a high-end shot. The, uh, The big question about Dufour is his lack of speed. His skating is considered below NHL average due to his lack of speed. 
they project him as a second-line winger down the road. Uh, but again, just a great season by Dufour. Obvious uh, high-end shot, offensive ability unquestioned by the scouts here. And Dufour, after winning you know, the MVP of the Quebec League and winning the Memorial Cup and, you know, being having such a great season uh, all the way around, getting really high on the list. The next Islanders player coming in at the 85 spot, 22-year-old Oliver Wallstrom. Uh, Wallstrom basically viewed as a second-line winger because of his offensive talent, again, that high-end shot, but the thing holding him back is his average foot speed and his inconsistent compete effort. The second thing is something he could definitely improve upon, and the, the skating, maybe he can improve upon that a little bit, but again, the Islanders need Wallstrom to become that second-line winger sooner rather than later. That's it for the top 100. The next ranked Islander player on the list, the top 170, coming in at number 106, Alexander Romanov. Romanov, 22 years old, a left-handed shot, above average skating, below average puck skills, but his effort is high-end and his hockey sense is good, not, you know, NHL average. Uh, great mobility and physicality, kills off a lot of plays, not going to be the most, you know, point get big point getter is what the scouting says, and they project him as a second pair defenseman, which is exactly what the Islanders were looking for. And there's only one more Islander on this list. The last player on this list. Aturate, number 126. He is uh, 19, six foot two, a buck 85. And, you know, there's nothing necessarily on his scouting report here. Very much NHL average. Uh, and one of the things the scouting report says, they need a little bit more consistency from him. As far as effort, although he was more consistent in the second half of the season, they project him as a third-line center in the NHL. So, in this list of 170 players, the Islanders have five guys, which is around what you expect if there's 32 teams and 170 players. Each team should have five and a half guys on the list. The fact that the Islanders have no one in the top 30, a little disappointing. The fact that the top player out of the five on the list, who is a New York Islander, is already on the roster and sort of had his breakthrough season this past year. Yeah, that's a little bit disappointing as well. But, you know, the good part about it is Noah Dobson, he's, he's still not reached, I don't think, his full potential. He still has room to improve. In fact, everybody on this list 
has room to improve their game. Wallstrom certainly does. Romanov certainly has more upside. And having players with more upside on this list is certainly encouraging for the Islanders. Here's the thing, though. What you don't see on this list, and one of the reasons that the Islanders tend to be ranked on the low end of most team prospect rankings, you know, the Hockey News had them, what was it, 27th in the league? The reason that they're so low is because none of the prospects the Islanders have on this list are ranked as all-stars or first-line players. You got your second-line, third-line kind of guys, but there are no stars or superstars listed here among the Islanders' prospects. And those blue-chip guys, those generational talents or those Guys who you build your roster around, the Islanders don't have that. And to sort of tie it all together, the closest thing they have to that right now as a skater, let's leave the goalies out of this, the closest thing they have to that right now remains, uh, you know, it remains Matthew Barzal. And if Barzal is going to leave at the end of this year as a free agent, boy, would that set the Islanders back significantly. And I'm telling you that they have got to re-sign Barzal. And if that means they have to get him some help before the trade deadline to assure that he's willing to stay, then that is something they really have to strongly consider. It's not going to be easy, but... It's something Lou Lamorello really has to do. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. Uh, We have our Islanders' birthday of the day. A Russian-born defenseman who was drafted by the Islanders and played with the team in the early to mid-90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a lot more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And yesterday, Tuesday, was the 54th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Vladimir Malakov. Malakov, drafted by the Islanders in 1989 in the 10th round, the 191st overall pick, but did not come to North America until 1992, when he joined the Islanders, had a little cup of coffee with their AHL affiliate, back then the Capital District Islanders. Uh, but boy, did he make an impact in his first two seasons with the team. Vladimir Malikov could skate. He was a good offensive defenseman. As a rookie, in 64 games, Malikov scored 14 goals, had 52 points, and then had nine points in 17 games in the Islanders' long playoff run uh, in 1993 that got them to the conference final. In 1994, he had an even better year. Ten goals, 47 assists, that's a 57-point 
year in 76 games. So points per game, he was actually better the previous year, but uh, 80 penalty minutes and played with the Islanders in all four playoff games that year, a plus 29. Then in 94-95, he was traded to the Montreal Canadiens, part of a deal that Islander fans certainly would want back. And he only played 26 games with the Isles, three goals, 16 points, 32 penalty minutes. Went on to play for the Canadiens until 99-2000, was then traded to the Devils, and then joined the Rangers the following season, played later for the Flyers, and then closed out his career with a second stint with the Devils at the end of the 05-06 season. Overall, in the NHL, 712 games for Malakov, 86 goals, 346 points, and 697 penalty minutes, adds 75 playoff games, 8 goals, 27 points in those, and uh, just an outstanding overall you know, solid career for Vladimir Malakov. We go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders when he was a part of that young defense core uh, in 92-93 that really got, you know, the Islanders to that, uh, you know, conference final run. And, you know, you basically had uh, Vladimir Malakov being one of the sort of cornerstones of that team. So we take you back to January 12th, 1993, home game at the Nassau Coliseum. Mike Vernon, the goalie for the visiting Calgary Flames. Mark Fitzpatrick, the netminder for the Isles. And early on, Scott Lachance of the Islanders takes a roughing penalty. Robert Reichel of the Flames makes it 1-0 on the power play. His 15th from Theo Fleury and Gary Roberts. But the Islanders answer, and they answer quickly. Three and a half minutes later, Vladimir Malakov, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his ninth from Travis Green, and suddenly it's a 1-1 game. Then Trent Yawney of Calgary is called for hooking. Malakov scores his second goal of the night, 10th of the year. Derek King and Pierre Turgeon with the assist at the end of the first period. Isles 2 and the Flames won. The Islanders add to their lead early in the second period. Scott Lachance, his third from Mick Vakoda and Richard Crom at 142. Then Lachance again at 807, his fourth from Crom and Tom Fitzgerald. 4-1 Islanders, but Sergei Makarov, his 14th from Trent Yawney and Gary Roberts, makes it 4-2 at 1304. That's where we stood after 40 minutes, but the Islanders pull away in the third. Ian Frazier from Pierre Turgeon and Jeff Norton, 207 into the third, and it's 5-2, Islanders. Then, with Theo Fleury in the box for elbowing, Jeff Norton, his eighth from Ian Frazier and Pierre Turgeon at 431. Then, with another penal, uh, power play coming up after a big fight, uh, Malakov was involved in a roughing incident, but the fight was Darius Kasparitis uh, mixing it up with Craig Berube. Anyway, the Islanders got a power play. Ian Frazier, his second. Derek King and Jeff Norton with the assists. And then Richard Crom, his first from our Islanders' birthday of the day, Vladimir Malakov and Tom Fitzgerald at 1721. 
the Islanders win this one going away by a score of 8-2 for Mark Fitzpatrick, 27 saves, but for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Vladimir Malakov, two goals, an assist, a plus one. He had the two penalty minutes, one of his goals at even strength, one on the power play, and he led all Islanders players with seven shots on goal. Uh, Mike Vernon didn't finish the game. Jeff Reese finished and gave up the last three goals of this contest. So, Vladimir Malakov, 54 yesterday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Folks, you know, it's hard for me to believe that tomorrow is September 1st. And that means training camp is really just around the corner. I'm excited for it. And it really is uh, almost here. So uh, when training camp does get underway, we'll go back to our Monday through Friday schedule. That'll happen uh, in the second half of September. So we'll, we'll update you. We'll keep you up to date on all of that. But uh, getting excited because the season is fast approaching. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.